Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. We got a beautiful Thursday upon us here. And I got a sore back. Believe that. We got episode 112 here. If you're new to the show, we talk about everything top to bottom. We have a good time. We have some good laughs. This episode is sponsored by Phillips Law. $1 billion plus one for our clients. Trust and recommended since 1993. Over 1,800 plus Google reviews. Official partners, the Arizona Cardinals and ASU Sun Devils. You need Phillips. And the official call line for our audience, family, and friends is 602-388-1669 for any legal advice you may need free of charge. And I'm on Snapchat. Tim Welch MT. I'm snapping my days. So come along. Okay. Thank you for that, Gloria Tells. Um, we'll get into this in a little bit. I'm uh, here with my beautiful mother. My beautiful mother of 30. She's been my mother for 33 years, if you can believe that. And uh, yeah, this morning, I had a great morning. I had a great morning routine. Woke up. I knew I had a long Wednesday. And I'm just like, if I just make my morning routine quality, it'll give me good energy throughout the whole day. So as soon as I woke up, went and got on the treadmill, got a little... Went on there for about 20, 20 minutes, not really high pace, trying to nasal breathe the whole time, get off, do some lifts, do some push-ups, head straight into my red light therapy, and then get on my PEMF machine, and then I wrote my newsletter this morning, and uh, I was just listening to the Joe Rogan Joe Rogan podcast where he had Gary Breck on, and uh, that's the guy who's changed Dana White's life around. He had put him on all this stuff, and... And it, I mean, we, I've talked about it so much in the past, so I don't talk about it much anymore, but it really is a big reason why I have so much energy and why I think my life is going in a good direction because of my morning routine As stupid as it sounds. The red light therapy, if you can't afford one of those, I get mine at Mido red light here in Scottsdale. They have some nice red light therapies, but if you can't afford them, you get the same things from going out in the sunlight and it's weird. You can go out in the sunlight first thing in the morning get your eyes woken up, get some sunlight on your skin. Then you can take a freezing cold shower. For the longest time, my cold plunge I bought for $150 on OfferUp. You can look on Craigslist for a deep freezer. I literally didn't do anything to that deep freezer. I didn't put caulking in it. I didn't have to fill up any leaks. And that, that deep freezer lasted me probably two and a half years. And I started doing the cold plunges probably six or seven years ago. And it seems like now in the last one to two years, they're becoming super popular. But like I said, the PEMF machines, the one I have is really expensive, but you can get some cheaper PEMF machines. But if you can get those three things and you don't have to have a long, long morning routine, you can wake up, get moving for 10 minutes in the sun, go do a cold shower. If you have red light, I mean, if you have a PEMF, great, but it gets you going compared to you wake up sore. You're a little bit tired because sometimes you wake up and you're in a deep sleep and you wake up in that deep sleep. and You're like, God, I'm still tired. Maybe you're not tired. You were just in a deep sleep when you woke up. So instead of right when you wake up, reach over, grab that phone. Let's see what the world's doing. Let's see everyone else's happiness and problems and everything right there. And that just fills your brain with everybody else's stuff. So if you give yourself a little bit of quiet time in the morning, just with your own mind, it's really healthy. It's really healthy and you can really tell. And you do it one day, great. But you do that and get in the routine of doing that and just have that be your normal mornings. It's going to be good for your overall health. It's going to be good for keeping you young. It's going to be good if you're needing to be creative in any way. It's going to be good for that. 
it's going to be good if you have a relationships with people. You're going to be in a better mood. You're going to just feel better. You can give off better energy. I can't recommend just having the good morning routine enough and just doing the best you can at making it better and better. So we got my mom in town, uh, my mom and sister in town, which is, it makes me sad. It's almost, it almost makes me want to cry sometimes. I haven't seen you. We snap a lot. We text a lot. We do phone calls a lot, but we haven't seen you in person for seven years. Wait. Right? No, because we, August, we had that little ring ding at your brother's house. Okay. August. Oh, yeah, yeah. So a year ago. Seven years only since, like, yeah. Seven years since days. you've been down here. Yes. Yeah. So that's like, oh, Terrible. it just it's like Sad. hurts your heart. Sad. But at least we have, you know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for phones and stuff. You can stay oh, yeah. in contact. And you get to watch my Snapchat so you feel like you're yep, hanging out yep. all, all the days. Yep. I know what's going on in your life more than you know what's going on in mine. Yep. And I prefer for you not to listen to the pods, but you do. Sometimes. Every time. No. <laughs> Every Don't episode, you're no. turning that yeah, thing right. on, cranking it for you and uh, nope. you and Tony at work. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I I made my mom take a dip in the cold plunge, and she she was so against it. And I said, Mom, you're it's it's mental weakness if you're scared to go in that plunge because you know it's healthy for your body. And it's healthy for your mind, but you really have to battle those demons before getting in there, don't you, Mom? Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. what made you pull the trigger and say, I'm going in? Because I knew I could do it. Yep. You've, and, been, you've been through a lot tougher yeah. things in your life. Oh, yeah. And I and it's nice when you get your adult children encouraging you. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I can pretty much do anything. Yeah. And we had, uh, me and Michaela were, were holding her hand, and we dipped her in in it. And she... Get me up like freak like we were getting in lava. <laughs> that was lava. <laughs> screaming like we were burning her. Not the first time. It was the second time after getting in the hot tub and then back in the cold. That's when it freaked me out. Yeah, and we, we let her slip a little bit, so she went down neck deep and <laughs> like she was gonna die. But yeah. she did it. And then how good did you sleep? Oh yeah, I slept really good. Yeah, and I could feel the circulation in my lower calves. I could just feel the tingling, and I'm all about good circulation. I'm with you on that. I know yeah. that's how you heal. You can see how it can get addicting, but I, it, oh, yeah. I I know it's tougher being in Canada, being in Montana, when it's already a cold plunge outside exactly. all the time exactly. to get in a cold plunge. Yes. Like here in AZ, it's a lot. Yes. I'm not going to say easier, but yeah, easier. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. my poor brother, my poor brother, he was uh, guiding some guy on a hunting trip. He guides people on elk hunting trips now. And the guy fell over on the same rock, and my brother tried to catch him, tore his bicep again. And he's torn his bicep. I've torn both my biceps. He torn his bicep. Now he tore it again. So it's weird. It's got to be a genetic thing. It's really, really pisses me off. But he had to go to surgery last night. But Matt, my brother, he's just the most like tough, one of the toughest people I know. No matter what happens, he'll always put it in perspective right away. It always, always could be worse. There's oh, yeah. people in Israel right now. There's people that would just kill to have legs. Oh, people yeah. that would kill to have arms. I have arms. I have legs. I have my eyes. I have. You have so much to be thankful for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's always good to have him put things into perspective. Mm-hmm. You think something's just the end of the world or this is just uh, poor me. But then it's like, just don't be a pussy. It could be way worse. It really could. Um, I forgot what I was getting at there. But oh. mom, my mom has an interesting story. She uh, was raised. Is it, It's not called the carnival. It's called the fair. The carnival. The, tra- the, the yeah. traveling carnival. Mm-hmm. So my grandpa yeah. was a really good artist. Right. I actually have a couple pieces of his art in the coffee shop. My mom has a ton of his art that she's going to bring down and we're going to hang up more of it. But he was a 
crazy, crazy good artist. And you said he was kind of a free-spirited, creative yes. person, and you see yes. similarities in me. Oh, yeah. You remind me of him. He did not go along with the normal. He took a... he got a school bus and we totally pulled out the seats and bonamied the windows for curtains and slept in it that first night with nothing in it mom and dad and me and my brother so he bought he bought a school bus mm -hmm. and you guys didn't have a home at the time so you yep. made that school bus into your home that's right with two kids yep yep dad did not want to punch into a time clock and carry a lunch bucket to work he just he did not want a boss he did not want to do that, and he didn't care what he had to do to get it. And so he took up the whole family, and we were trained in business very young. Trained yeah. in business. Uh, so he would was he doing his art, and then you guys, what made you guys get into the old, because you would do the old-time photo booth at the carnivals and the yes. fairs. So that's what we started doing was the old-time photo booth. So that's what got us going. We got rid of our apartment in Southern California, and then we got into the old-time photo booth. And at this time, you're probably 12? I was probably a little younger, but yeah, right around there. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we're going to be living in this school bus now. Yeah. We're going to be traveling around to yep. different carnivals. That's right. He's setting up our booths, and, yeah. you, and you were working with him. But before he got the school bus, let's backtrack a little, he got a step van. Uh, like a bread truck and he before I went to school that day he and him and mom said so we bought a new van and I was so excited and I went to school and then when I came back to see the new van it was a big old bread truck sitting in front of our apartment and I thought oh my gosh is that our new van and so I go in and they're like yeah what did you think of our new van and I'm like that's our new van and my dad looked over at my mom and said, you didn't tell her? And, I, and, and I'm like, tell me what? We're going to live in that big van. I'm like, what? I said, you can store some stuff in my bedroom. You don't have to store it in there. And like, no, we're going to live in that van. And so we started with the van and graduated to a school bus. So the school bus was extra, really? Oh, yeah. Holy cow. Extra. So you had your brother, you, on the school bus. And then yeah. <laughs> at this time, my dad drops out of school. I don't know what grade he dropped out of school, probably seventh grade. Hitchhikes from the reservation in Wolf Point yeah. to Great Falls, I believe. Yeah. And then gets hired on as a, car, uh, as a carny. Yeah. Working, putting together the carnival rides, working the games. Yeah. yeah. No, no parents, no guidance, just ended up joining that and then right. that's where you and my dad met right do you remember where you met him oh yeah. or how he rizzed you oh yeah <laughs> how did he rizz you up well we were so i was working in the booth the photography booth and he was the ride jock across the way and he sent him and i our eyes locked and he sent a <laughs> he sent a little kid over and said, tell that girl over there that she's cute, but don't tell her who said it. And so this guy said, you're cute, um, but he said not to say who it was. Uh -huh. And we both looked at each other. And, and then, then, yeah. And you were, <laughs> you're around what age at that point? Fourteen. Fourteen, 14 he years was, old. Yeah, he was 18. Fourteen, he was 18. <laughs> well, let's say 17. He was probably no, 17. he was 18, because <laughs> we married when I was 15. And he was 19. Okay. So, 
So, so say he was that. 17 and he ended up getting you pregnant. He did. At 14 years old. 15. Okay, so you're 15. <laughs> so 15 years old, you get pregnant with Matt. Yep. And then how, how long before you found out you were pregnant? Were you like, did you take a pregnancy test or you just Never like, took a test. Never took a test. Missed like a period. And I said, mom, I think I'm pregnant. And then my dad got so mad. He was so mad. And we took off in the bus and parked in some casino parking lot away from the rest of the carnival. And he got so drunk and so mad and so angry. And he says, you're going to have to get married now. So he was mostly mad about the sex before marriage compared to just the baby. No, he was mad that I got pregnant. I mean, you're 15 well, yeah, year old bought, baby. They, they bought me condoms. After that? No, before. Okay. But I wasn't going to admit to anything. Yeah, because, I mean, you're 15 years old. It's like you're working <laughs> a carnival. The whole carnival's going on, and they it's like you can't keep track. Your, yeah, the 15-year-old's going to wander off a little bit. And oh, my mom encouraged it. Wander off. Yeah. And then my dad... I mean, like any guy. So that's crazy. So telling your parents, and it's like, okay, now I'm 15 and about to have a kid, and I'm living in a school bus with my parents yeah. traveling the carnival. Yes. Oof. Oof. And then, so how did it go about, okay, so you're 15 years old, you have Matt, and then you're 17 years old, and he's already two years old. Yeah. I was always young. And you were raising him mostly where at? In Great Falls. We settled in Great Falls after Matt was a year. So about 16 years old, you started to leave the carnival. Yeah. And then you found a little trailer in Great Falls. Yes. And and then my dad stopped doing the carnival too. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, he's still a little wild guy. Well, yeah. I mean, it's in wild, our blood. Wild. Yeah. It's in our blood. Whatever. And so he was maybe doing the marijuana a lot and mm -hmm. partying like any res kid with no mm -hmm. guidance is going to mm -hmm. do. I mean, exactly. kids with guidance still do that. Yes. And he had no guidance. So doing that and maybe abusing it a little bit. And then you oh, ended yeah. up finding the religion, Jehovah's Witnesses. Yes. And that helped him straighten up a little bit, get his act together, give him some morals. Back up a little. That helped me to deal with our situation and family because here remember he's a wild card so five years i was walking the straight and narrow and it helped him to get on the path mm -hmm. which is crazy because there's a lot of guys in that situation they're that age they would dip on that so quick on what that they would leave that situation they would lay i'm you can take care of that well, kid. we loved I'm each out. other yeah, you no, loved no, each we other. We loved each other and liked each other. But too. thankfully, he wasn't like, this is just too much. I can't I can't support a kid. I'm 18 years old. I can't even support myself. And he didn't just leave. He did after 18 years. Oh, he did that. Yeah, I mean, that happens a lot. That happens with over 50% of marriages, if you're sure about that. More than that. More than that. We had a good run. Yeah. But still, but still, for the fact that he didn't go off I know. is like pretty impressive. Well, what, what, but... We had some glue, like we yeah. had some standards, some boundaries. We had love. Yep, and that helped it helped kind of keep it together. So I'm Absolutely. thankful for that I'm because too. I could have turned out really messed up if you had oh, to yeah. get it together with your guys' upbringing. Because yeah. you didn't, you dropped out of school. What age? 
I never did drop out. My dad took me out to travel on the carnival. And then later when I got married and had Matt, then I got my GED. So he didn't even, when he took you out to do the carnival, he wasn't even like worried about your education? Or oh, he went about- to the bookstore and got an English book and a math book and said, here, study three hours a day in the bus yourself. And so I did that. But later I got my GED because I didn't want that to be identified that way. So yeah, yeah, I don't talk about that much. So don't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, at least you got your GED. <laughs> yeah. And lots yes. of work experience. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty interesting. <laughs> but yeah, when Matt was seven, then we wanted you. And what? how old were you then? So I would have been 22, 22. But you were supposed to be a girl. You just wanted one boy, one girl. Yeah, and I came it. out flaming little yeah, redhead. Yeah, here's a redhead. And I was kind of surprised because I really tried to make a girl. Mm-hmm. So... Supposedly nowadays they they can you can really time. I mean, I've heard a couple doctors talk about how where you can time yeah, it. Yeah, that's what we tried. And here's Tim. Yep, and there's, I came out. Yeah, it's like whoa. So then, 22 years old now, and now you have a seven year old. Yep. And then a newborn. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty it's crazy. Really you guys bad. navigated through that. Oh yeah. Then when you're three, you're so stinking cute. Had to have you a sister. Went for the girl. Mm-hmm. And didn't but you have a home birth with Michaela? Both of you. Home birth. Both of you are home births. So at that time, did you have health insurance? Uh, yes, through through your dad's work. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah, we just did the home birth because it's easier. It's like going to the bathroom at home. It's easier, Oof. right? I mean, yeah, it'd be scary, though. Right? Any little thing. It was. Like with Mariah, she had, uh, I forgot what you call it, but when you get born and all your internals are outside you. Oh. So she had to be life-flighted to Seattle as soon oh, yeah. as she got born. The parents had to drive. Like, that was probably a scary, yeah. scary time. I wouldn't do it again. Have a kid? At home. Really? I wouldn't do it at home again. Just because of epidural? No, just because it's scary. Stuff can go wrong. But my midwife, she was calm enough, and she was relaxed enough and not too proud. She would rush me in if I needed to. Yeah. But I wouldn't do it again. So. Yeah, and you were talking to me the other day, You, and it seems to be more common nowadays that people, if they're feeling fulfilled in life, that they don't really need to have kids kids yeah it seemed like back a couple generations ago that's what you do you have three or four kids mm-hmm. that's just what everybody does yeah but nowadays it seems like it's changing a little bit oh yeah yeah if you have other things going on in your life couples can very very much be fulfilled if they're helping people mm-hmm. if you feel like you're helping people and especially as a team like how great is that help people be happy and have joy and you know, and see that there's life beyond just this. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah, so that's pretty pretty interesting. I bet yeah. you have some pretty crazy stories from the, the carnival and stuff. And I wonder if we have some extra pictures that we have of you and the family dressed up that we could send JX to put on the screen. That'd probably be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It's so long ago. I remember like seeing a, photos, though, old photos of you guys doing the oh, old-time Oh, yeah. I old do time have some boxes, boxes at home still. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> my... My back, I, this reoccurring injury in my lower spine is so debilitating. I mean, it's so annoying. It can make you depressed so fast. That's, there's one thing that can just make you just take enjoyment from your day is bad back pain and a bad toothache. Oh, yeah, because of the nerve endings you in just your would, feet, too. Yeah, you just do anything to be healthy. So yeah, it's pretty annoying because it seems like it's a reoccurring injury. I don't know if it's a bulging disc or what it is, but not. I'm trying to just get get through it get through it yeah well we got a lot lot to talk about today 
Uh, this was a little thing that popped up by Dana White, and I thought this was pretty pretty accurate and true. It's on the uh, it's on the epidemic sound. I mean, the my general health. Never again. None of here we go. I Wait. will never talk to a doctor about my general health ever again. If I break my arm, I'm going to go see a doctor. Right. If I need surgery, I'm going to go see a doctor. My general health, never again. None of them know what they're talking about. They're all full of shit. All they know is to put you on pills mm -hmm. and put you on medicine. That's all they know. Is that the truth? I mean, before you think, I'm going to go to the doctor. To, he's going to help me get my health right. They're not getting your health right. You have your phone, you have research now, you have podcasts with experts that are just studying the newest science, the newest everything to learn about how to get your health right. You go to a doctor, you, they're not trying to get you, they're, they're going to give you some pills to cover it up and mask it. Oh, yeah. It's sad. Yeah. And, and you hear someone, oh, they're a nurse. They're a nurse. They know. It's like, oh, you're a nurse? You weigh 350 pounds? <laughs> You don't know how to take care of yourself at all, and you're going to tell me how to take care of myself? The thing is, they, they're not, I don't think they're taught to take care of themselves. But it's like, if you're you're in any of those type of things where you're supposed to be helping someone, you better have your health in order. The body's ability to heal itself is incredible. And just work with how we're made and work with that circadian rhythm, eating on time, scheduled you know, and being very balanced and keeping stress off our plate as much as possible, we're going to be fine. Yeah. Simple. It's it sounds really simple because it yeah, is. Yeah, but it's also not because you go into the you go into the gas station and there's starbursts and there's candy and there's jelly beans and there's donuts and there's all this stuff for fifty cents. That's not God's food, is and, it? And then you try to you try to get <laughs> uh, organic chicken breast and it's ten dollars uh -huh. for the chicken breast. That's right. So it, it makes it hard. It's, it's not easy. It's not set up. The world's not set up to keep us healthy. We have to be balanced and try to go with the original food. Before social media and before all, all the internet and YouTube and stuff, it's like, where do you go to get healthy? You go to the doctor. The doctor oh, yeah. is supposed to tell you how to, but that's, they still. That's the problem. People think you got to fix it now. And that's what I was thinking when I was going through my menopause thing. Fix it now. I'm not supposed to be going through this. Well, just work with your body and let it do its thing and just because you're having some type of symptom doesn't mean you have to cover it over let your symptom ride itself out and what's supposed to happen next like i'm yeah. 56 so what's going to happen next well i'm going to start my body's going to start getting older yes i know i need to work out more but work with what's natural and i don't want to talk too much about the you know pms stuff and stuff like that on your show mm -hmm. but work with it yeah Okay, this is interesting here. Masculine peak here on Twitter. Other than money, what truly makes a man high value? I would say trust. Yeah, loyal that. Loyalty. Maybe feeling safe. Yeah, that's trust. And um, I know f for me personally, I like a spiritual leader. I like someone that's going to you know, take the lead in what's important to me. And I know with like you and Mariah, you take the lead in what's important to you guys. So I I think a leader is important mm -hmm. personally, but everybody's like different that way. I'm sure that's controversial to some people. Cause not really, I mean, maybe, maybe not really. I mean, I value probably, yeah. probably a leader. It's traditional. Uh, 
Okay, this one's by Navalism here. Clear thinkers take feedback from reality, not society. I think that's good. I think that's good. Naval always has that kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. He always has good stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of things here. Let me go to this next one. We need to do some James Clear. I haven't done James Clear uh, articles in a minute. So we could do some James Clears. Oh, we'll pop up this one real quick. This guy says, my divorce in 2005 was one of the lowest points of my life. It forced me to take a hard look at myself to figure out how I moved forward. While painful, dealing with the grief made me stronger. Here's seven hard truths from my experience. You have to be self-aware. Tough because your emotions will be all over the place. Don't be fooled by them and focus on what you need to improve. Other, others will have opinions on what you should do, but start by being brutally honest with yourself and trust your intuition. Your circle will change. Hard situations result in battle lines being drawn. Mutual friends will pick sides. Communications will seize. And this can add to the pain. But it doesn't have to. And you can view it as simplifying your life. Remember, often is more or less. That's probably really hard with a lot of divorces is your your friend groups. Like, I can't even imagine if Mariah and I got mm -mm. separated. Like, all of her friends are my friends, too. Her community is my community. So it's like all of a sudden you separate. and It's like. Mm -hmm. It's not worth it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, depending on the situation, if if your home, if your at home life is terrible, and and she's not looking to improve, and she's just being pathetic, and she's bringing you down, and you try to work on it, you try to work on it, you try to do things for years, but she's just not wanting to. Well, I think that's where, you know, is the person suffering from mental illness, and I think that's that's the big one there. If they're suffering from mental illness, then. And they don't want to get help. Like, what are you going to do? They don't want to get help and you're in it with them. Then you're miserable. Exactly. Like you're making everybody miserable. And you got to make a decision. Yeah. How you cope with matters. You, uh, you will experience grief. During the time I read a book on grief and still remember one stat. Only the death of loved ones puts you through more grief than divorce. Mm, that's interesting. Because oh, yeah. the death of loved ones has to be the absolute worst pain on earth. I would say. Well, going through, a going through a divorce is probably up there. Is, it's it's like a death. Um, sometimes it's worse because, like, especially if there's kids involved and you're back and forth like that, and you still have to have that connection with the person. So it's almost like a sore, and you're just putting some sand in it every time you see him. And then mm -hmm. a lot of times, people that go through a divorce, they've got the kids running around. Let's say you're swapping the kids back and forth, and the kids are talking about what mom's doing with Joe now, and you're having to hear it. Yep. Listen to what's going on over there. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's like miserable. Yeah, for sure. I bet it's an opportunity to learn hard times are a chance for you to figure out what's right for you. Take ownership of the role you played, learn from the struggles and work to not make the same mistake again. It's difficult, but you know what else is hard? Staying the same. Recovery comes down to your mindset. Some life choices work out and some are disaster. If you're struggling to figure out what's next, start by deciding, deciding you're going to make it. It's not complex choice, but it's a step in the right direction, and that's all you need. Yeah, interesting stuff. I mean, a lot of people go to, through divorces, and how do a lot of them handle it? Like, you can you go to therapy? Therapy would work, but, I mean, it's probably just like, gosh, you've pictured your whole life. You're getting old with this person, then all of a sudden, boom, it changes. Now everything changes. Like, yeah, it's probably tough. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's sad. And it's sad for the friends, too, that see it go down. Oh, yeah. Your mutual friends. It, it changes everything. It can be catastrophic. Mm -hmm. 
it can tear down empires. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll go through a James Clear article here, um, and then we'll move on to some of our questions. We got some great Patreon questions from the Brotherhood. Uh, this is number one from James Clear this week. Forget about peak performance. Would your results improve if you simply focused on being reliable in the normal moments? Show up when it's easy to skip. Do the fundamentals and do them well and so on. Before you make it complicated, remember there's always simple improvements waiting to be made. Uh, yeah, that's the thing I'm reading with jujitsu a little bit. Uh, people want to learn, learn from the black belt, so they want to come to my classes. But I have purple belts under me now, good, good blue belts, that I need to do advanced sequences with. Sequences like take down, take the back, get a mat return, take the back, get the hooks. So I, I need to get diff just, there's thousands of different sequences. But if a white belt comes in there and he doesn't really know how to properly shrimp, he doesn't know how to get into a good takedown. He doesn't know how to finish the takedown. He doesn't know how to take the back. Then he's just going to be flopping around with crappy technique the whole time. So focusing on the fundamentals and working on the fundamentals, it takes time in jujitsu. Um, but the ones that focus on the fundamentals and have good fundamentals, you can tell compared to the ones that skipped it. Number two, you have to live with your mistakes, but you don't have to compound them. To follow up an error with a foolish reaction is to lose twice. Given the reality of where you are at right now, what is the best next action? A wise response may not erase a dumb mistake, but it can redeem it. Decent. Number three, at some point you'll have to learn to let go. There's an endless list of obligations and expectations, desires and ambitions, and worries and fears that will be ready to insert themselves between you and feeling of peace. You never learn to let them go. There will never be enough. We talked about this one before, but that is a good one. There is an endless list of obligations, expectations, desires, and ambitions and worries and fears that will always be ready to insert themselves. No, no matter how successful you are, no matter what you got going on, there's always, okay, well, okay, what's next? Now what's next? Now there's fear. I'm going to lose it. If you can't just let go and just be thankful for what you have a lot of the times, you're never just going to feel just peace. thought that was good. This one's quotes from others. The television series Mozart in the Jungle reminds us of the beauty of being an amateur. You say amateur as if it was a dirty word. Amateur comes from the Latin word amer, which means to love, to do things for the love of it. That's interesting. Because I remember being an amateur fighter and you're just fighting for free. Sometimes you're paying to fight. You just love to do it. And then once you become a professional, especially you get five fights five fights deep, it gets a little more stressful. You don't get to just fight for the love of the fight. You got to fight for money. There's a lot of pressure on your back to win the next one because if you lose one, then you got to win three in a row to get back to get an opportunity anywhere usually. So being an am amateur to do things for the love of it, that's pretty good. Yeah, when you're an amateur, it's just fun. You're traveling around, you're doing the fights, you're getting your hands wrapped. It's just good fun. You're feeling the emotions. Once you're a pro, it's still fun and sweet because you make money, but it's now it's a job. You're not just doing it. You're doing it for money. You're doing it for other things too. Um, okay, this one's by Anthony DeMello. He's the one who wrote, um, uh, what's, what's the book Anthony DeMello wrote? I forgot. It's like a cover with like a tree on it or something. The one we always talk yeah, about. Yeah, I forget what it's called. Let me look it up. Uh, you must. This is what he says. He says, you must cultivate activities that you love. You must discover work that you do not for its utility, but for for itself. Whether 
it succeeds or not, whether you are praised for it or not, whether you are loved and rewarded for it or not, whether people know about it and are grateful for you for it or not. How many activities can you count in your life that you engage in simply because they delight you and grip your soul? Find them, cultivate them, and for they are your passport to to freedom and to love. That's good. That's good. And that's where people who do jujitsu or people that are into martial arts or people that are into anything that they're passionate about, you're lucky to have that because a lot of people don't even have a passion and they're constantly looking just for something. It's called awareness. Awareness by Anthony DeMello. That book is really, really good. You go deep. So I'm going to read that one more time. How many activities can you count in your life that you engage in simply because they delight you and they grip your soul? Find them out, cultivate them, for they are your passport to freedom and to love. That is good. Pickleball. <laughs> yes, we played some pickleball yesterday. My sister, Mariah, and my mom, we played some pickleball, and that was a good time. You didn't it? know I could run like that, did you? There was a couple that you've missed that I thought a couple you could have sped <laughs> it up a little bit, but the effort was there. Hey, likewise. Thank yeah, you. to speed it up a little bit. <laughs> my then back. I smashed you my in the back, face too. Yeah. Yeah, and I went to I went to go catch a ball, and I was like, I got it. I got. It. My mom's like, I got it, and just smacks me across my red face. <laughs> so sorry. So bad. Okay, oh. one question for you: Opportunities in life come through people. Who do you need to connect with to gain access to the opportunities you want? It's pretty good. Uh, I always say, if there's uh, something you're really wanting to do. Whether whatever it is, try to find someone that's doing it and try to hang out with them. Try to shadow them. Try to see how they interact with people. Try to see what they do. It's a good way to hack it. All right, we'll go to Patreon here. We got a ton of questions. Um, question for your mom. How did it feel pushing Tim's ridiculously large head out? <laughs> oh, my gosh. He came out fast and furious. Really? Crazy. We went to the mall. Epidural? No, at home Natural. they don't have epidurals. No, but did you know the baby helps? What do you mean? The baby helps, so they go like this with their head to come out every time. They, they're <laughs> well, trying if to they're push faced, out. Yeah, if they're faced right, so the spine cannot be hitting your spine. They have to be their faces back like that, and they help push mm. out. So you came in two hours. You were ready to so go. So you were starting to. Uh, well, let's go. That's, that's two that's two hours is two still hours. a lot of pushing. What's the average? No. Like for a baby to come out? Two hours is fast. I don't know what the average is. I just know two hours is fast. That's what my experienced midwife said. <laughs> I think Danny. He was in a hurry. I think Sean's Danny was in uh, labor for like a long ass time, I think. Like a long yeah. Time. Uh, ask her why is now the right time to appear on the pod. It feels like it has been years in the making. Thanks, Jovan. Cheers. It's been too long. It's been hard to get away from work. Um. You know, our family has had a lot of healing to do. I've been through some stuff, and we're strong. You know, we, we, we're we at a place now we really respect each other's differences. Yes. And we're mature enough to know that it's okay to be different. So. Yeah, and having convos with your family or something, whether your family's, like, super religious and you, you're not or something, you should be able to communicate and try to look things through their eyes a little bit and, and maybe – when we're having when you're having conversations about it, there's there's spots where you could get fired up. You could see yourself get fired up, and the energy raises, and then you start screaming. But just don't attach to those, and just mm -hmm. sit there and talk to them a little bit. Yeah, 
be natural. And it's okay to have different beliefs. Exactly. You can still love each other. Exactly. But that a lot of families, though, when it comes to politics, a lot of, like, just religions, they just... I find that people are always trying to figure everything out all the time. It's like, it's not that hard, but I don't want to be cocky either. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but um, I think a lot of it has to do with love. Love just covers things. Yeah. Um, question for mom. Oh, wait, this is Toby heavyweight real quick. Have you been watching many videos about the next rise in crypto Bitcoin Solana? Know anything about it? Uh, no, maybe I'll check it out. Toby got a little Ethereum. I got, did a little, uh, NFT action and I regretted it. <laughs> Highly regretted it. Lost Remember a lot you of gave money. me one thing. You still got it. Yeah. It's worth millies. Want it back? <laughs> it's worth millies. <laughs> Tie dye ninjas. <laughs> okay. Vico question for mom. Any embarrassing wait. stories about young Tim? I was telling Mariah about one yesterday when I went out to visit with her in the morning. We're petting the horses, and I asked her about the horse that I'm like, why do you tie up the hay for that one horse? And she says it's because he'll pig out on it. Like, he needs to eat it just slowly. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, my goodness, that reminds me of Tim. Because when you're nursing a baby, so seven months of nursing the baby, and then I did have trouble nursing, but I was determined to do it because I feel it's a woman's right if she wants to. So then at seven months, I had to switch you to the bottle and you were like guzzling it like a pig. Like you didn't have to work for your food anymore. Mm -hmm. Like the horse that, you know, is, is kind of a piglet there. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you love the bottle. It. You love to switch to the bottle because you could get it in faster. So yeah, I like to eat. Are you embarrassed? I like to eat. Are you embarrassed? Look at me. Did I embarrass you? Look at me. I'm a bull. I like to eat. <laughs> I know. They tease me at work, too. Um, I like to eat. Remember the embarrassing moment when our house flooded and we had to live in the uh, we had to live in the hotel for like 10 days or Whoa. whatever. And then I w was sleepwalking nude in the hotel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was pretty funny. That one was a little was, embarrassing. It's kind of scary. Kind of scary. If I would have got outside when it's a complete blizzard outside and I'm sixth sixth grade and yeah. i'm naked outside freezing blizzard and you you have to have a key to get back in yeah. i feel like i would have woken up and been able to get to the front but that Ooh, was weird you actually remember that hey oh yeah wow. i remember sleepwalking i remember sleepwalking i remember you guys having to put a chair in front of the front door because i'd try to walk yeah. to school in the night oh yeah i yeah. remember peeing on matt do you <laughs> yep. do you remember the toilet in the bedroom yep the toy box? Yeah, the pee in the toy box. <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What moment or experience made your mom know for certain that her religion is the correct one? What moment? Yes. Was there a moment? Yeah, there was. What is it? <laughs> well, I think after I studied and got a, an accurate knowledge of that religion, it was starting to affect my heart. And so, yeah, I didn't want to go any deeper unless it was true. So I prayed about it and decided that that's what I wanted to do. There we go. Yeah, I was probably 16 mm -hmm. or so. Okay, Milt. To mom, how was your opinion changed, if at all, about Tim pursuing his dreams and not taking the typical route of safety and comfort in getting a normal job? Has his success changed your mind about what's possible? Oh, Yeah. People dream about becoming entrepreneurial and being the boss and things like that. And, and a lot of people want it. Like they want that, whatever the product is. 
uh-huh. you know, whether it whatever it's fighting or mattresses, whatever, you know, they want to run their own ship. You know, they don't want to be oppressed by a boss in any way. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're an inspiration that way. Sure. Well, especially nowadays, I mean, podcasts aren't that old. When could you make money off a podcast years ago? So that yeah. wasn't even a thought. When could That's you make money off YouTube? Mm-hmm. That wasn't even a thought. And being from Montana, there was no fighters with successful gyms after they retire. After a fighter's done being a fighter, they're just beat up, brain dead, working at a car shop mm-hmm. or something. Or mm-hmm. something. Oh, yeah. So there wasn't even... Your mind didn't even have like, oh, what's possible? Yeah. And parents love to see their kids happy. There's, as a parent, there's nothing more that you want than to see your adult children happy. That's just, it's just, then they're happy, right? Yeah. Cause how do you, how do you even deal with it as a parent when your kid's just not doing good? You help the most, you you help the best you can, but then at some point it's like, God. And then at the same time, you can't live with regrets either. And I won't. Yeah, I won't no matter what. And that's the fighter in me. So I don't want to live with regrets. I'm going to be happy no matter what. And then my kids are happy too. They're happy when they see that you're happy. It's amazing how we're all interconnected like a family. And that's one thing I see that's going on in your gym, like the camaraderie and the, you know, the greetings, everybody, you're introducing me and the greetings and stuff. You don't see that everywhere. Like Mm -hmm. that came from somewhere. That's a respect thing. And Mm -hmm. respect is huge to me. I'm just big on it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Gabe here. You can go next question if you feel. Do you think having a strong faith means you have a strong mentality? Or do you think it's often delusional to believe full-heartedly? Too deep? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Could you repeat the question? (laughs) Do you think having a strong faith means you have a strong mentality? Or do you think it's often delusional to believe full-heartedly? I think having strong faith means you have strong faith in your beliefs. So I guess it'd be a strong mentality. I mean, what do you think it's often delusional to believe full-heartedly? Well, we need a hope. Like, we need a hope for the future. I mean, this can't be it. This isn't it for us. So we would like to be hopeful for the future, and that's that's what faith is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's her thoughts on JX and sugar? JX right there. Just met him. I know. Yeah. Thoughts Hi. on looks? Well, I looked at Sugar's face and I looked into his eyes. And I when I look into Sugar's eyes, I see love. But I could be wrong. I don't know him. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I would say that's true. All the people. Yeah. He takes care of his yeah. people. He's very giving. Yeah. He's very... And he never used to not be like that when he didn't, he wasn't very, he wouldn't share. He was really? very stingy with everything, <laughs> but now he's wealthy and he does share. He shares with his family, he shares with his That's friends nice. out of yeah. nowhere. And a lot of times he's, he's doing things for people and he never even tells anyone. The yeah. other day I was like, what yeah. were you giving Kyle the other day? And he's like, oh, I was just paying six months of six months of their rent at the recharge center. It's <sighs> not even telling anyone just Aww. doing it because he cares. Yeah. So he, he does have a lot of love. That's a huge Huge quality. Generosity is a beautiful quality. Yeah. Okay, this one's for JX here. Any plans for making product DeSoto Nogi Rash Guard and Shorts? You have in the past, haven't you? Yeah, I have. I usually try to go back and forth from Gi stuff to Nogi stuff. Uh, or maybe next time. Next time. Hazel Mom. I know. God, she's a it's princess. Just, she's just so tired. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Question. 
Question for mom. What was the today. hardest ass whooping you gave Timbo? <laughs> and why is your son such a I feel a lesh- bad. Living? I feel bad for that whooping. I Don't be feel bad. About it. I probably needed it. Sometimes you just would throw these fits. Like you wouldn't stop like that stubborn streak. I'm like, what the heck? And your dad would work nights. And sometimes I just like one time. Well, not sometimes. Like it, spanking like didn't work with you. Um, Like don't punch him or spank him to get him to straighten out. You got to talk to him. Well, because I, do you he, remember when you put the layers of underwear on and I went back and I was told you don't hit your kids, butt with like a hanger or a belt or anything like that, <laughs> you don't do that. So you put on all these layers of underwear to go get your licking, mm-hmm. brought you in the bedroom, you put the knee on the back and then you spank with the hand. Uh-huh. And I was like, dang, my hand hurts after that. Shoot. And I didn't do, didn't You're like me. walking away. That ain't jet, mom. <laughs> like, and bragging to your brother and sister that you just got a whoop and it didn't hurt. Like, that does then no dad good. dad would come home, though, with the belt. <laughs> and he'd put lashings no. on my back. Yeah, and then I'd interfere, interfere with that, right? It was probably good, though, because if you don't get beatings like that, you know who you turn out like? You know who I'm Ooh. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious, though. I think it's good, especially <laughs> for a boy. I see some boys in this wrestling room. I'm like, how do you not beat on them a little bit? Yeah. And just make them respect you limits. and say, hey, if you don't listen to me, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, you don't do it out of anger. I, okay, that's enough. I'd be like, that's enough, right? And just beat That's me. enough. <laughs> but he didn't, like, get no. out of hand. And I've heard no. of worse. I've seen worse, heard of worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you going to beat your kids, Tim? No. I wouldn't say yeah, beat I don't him, think you're but I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to say, Hey, if you disrespect your mom yeah. or if you disrespect me, you don't listen to me. You're going to get choked. You get your ass whooped Yeah. and an ass whooping. You're going to remember. I think it's different oh, no. too, that your kids are going to know your MMA black belt. You're too far. <laughs> They're not going to disrespect you. I would <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and then with Tim after the divorce, he, he was, he was so down after I had to divorce his dad and. I didn't know what to do with him. He didn't want to go to school. He was sad and everything. And I, I go to my dad's house, which was a block up, and I said, Dad, what do I do with him? Like, he won't go back into society. Like, what do I do with him? My dad says, bean and rice him. I'm like, bean and rice him? What the? What do you mean, bean and rice him? Only give him beans and rice. By law, you only have to give him beans and rice. And I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do with all the food that's in the cupboards and stuff? Put it in the trunk, bring it over here. I'm like, okay. So I did it for about, it took about three days. Bean and rice him. And then he came around. Really? You were <laughs> grieving. You were grieving and I didn't understand. A person needs time to grieve, right? I was like, get your feet down. Let's go. This is life. But you were trying to grieve. Well, it was an interesting age too because, I mean, sixth grade seventh grade you're just oh, you're just yeah. trying to figure out what everything is do you all remember? of a sudden yeah i do remember. Do you remember getting bean and riced uh no i don't i remember oh, that's good. getting soap in my mouth and stuff like that that's you like a common dish we have that's like oh. a common dish mexicans have <laughs> beans and that's rice. i grew up on that yeah, <laughs> yeah. normal that's, love del- bean that's and a delicacy rice. <laughs> i love it now okay <laughs> sam uh tim you've talked about your tits a lot I've got the same issues. Take a lot of trial and error to keep these puppies pumped up via various different exercises. Wondering if you could speak at all how your relationship has proved with those funky dunkers. 
and what if any keys to success there are like this year yeah it's weird i it's just a lot of my it's my body and the way my body sits and it's like my torso and then it's like after having that shoulder injury you couldn't do presses you couldn't do push-ups for the longest time so i mean now i'm able to get back to presses and push-ups yeah i mean you do the best you can but you just be proud of those tits sammy yeah, we'll move on here. Justin Lathy, Timbo, my testosterone is at 351 and my doctor won't give me anything. Do you think a take taking a, a store-bought testosterone booster is dumb? Justin Lathy, I probably, those store-bought testosterone boosters are just hope in a bottle. <laughs> I would, uh, a lot of times, you, 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 <laughs> <laughs> which is a lot of supplements are. They have a lot of like natural supplements now, Tim, that boost your testosterone. Yeah. But probably not like significantly. But Justin, if you're training hard, you just trained twice the other day. Um, you trained twice really hard the other day. You're run down and then you get your blood checked. Yeah, your testosterone is going to be low. Or if you ate a fat meal before you get it checked, it's going to be low. I remember when I was 23, I got my testosterone checked and it was like something like that, 350. But it was like the day before I trained two days really hard. So different days. And you're a young buck, Justin. It shouldn't be that low. N Z R N Z M Charlie. Timbo, have you ever rolled with or trained with Gordon Ryan? I haven't, but I definitely want to. That would be probably pretty cool. Isaac the Great. Timbo, I'm an amateur kickboxing Muay Thai fighter with a little bit of jujitsu experience. What should I be working on to make my transition to MMA? Uh just yeah, MMA sparring. MMA sparring, finding a way to get it to the ground and just getting comfortable in your MMA stance. Stuff and takedowns, sprawling, learning how to sprawl against the fence, learning how to get up against the fence. The whole the the wrestling on the cage, getting up against the cage, holding down someone on the cage, pinning someone on the cage. That's a whole different art in itself that you need to learn about. Mixed martial alien question for Mama Red Hawk. Who is your celebrity crush? Mine? Kayla, who is it? I don't know if I have Ryan Reynolds or what? <laughs> He's from Canada too. <laughs> Yeah, I am bad with that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, you're good. You, just say who it is. Yeah, I can't. I I can't. I can see faces, but oh, okay. I probably have lots. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. No. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's funny. <laughs> this is Jesse Swain here? What's Mama Welch's opinion on drugs and psychedelics in particular? Pass. Pass on that. Not really a fan of anything that switches her. Her ankle. <laughs> Kyler Schaefer, question for JX. What's your favorite guard and style of jiu-jitsu in similar to size? And I'm curious what you think your strengths are. Uh, I used to play a lot of bottom, but you got me in the habit of just like wrestling up, playing top position. So lately I just like to play top, just pass. Mm -hmm. I like to pass fast though. Like I use my speed a lot. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um. What supplements, vitamins would you recommend for a 135-pound male? Exercises a few times a week that doesn't currently train. I currently take vitamin D, fish oil, omega, magnesium, and drink protein. Also, are you still offering discounts on the Thorn supplements for Patreon members? I am, Justin. There's a, a fat discount. Every one of the Patreon members gets 15% 15 off, and then the people with the $10 tier get 30% off, I believe. So you just got to... Message me on Patreon your name and your email, and then I'll send you the link for that discount because that's definitely worth it. 
what supplements. But I think you're on track there, Justin. Henry, brain damage and MMA. Specifically treatments or supplements you or sugar take to combat or mitigate. Also sparring fre frequency and stuff like that. Depends where you're at in your career. Depends where you're at and how, how actually skilled you are. Young, when you're early, you need to spar a lot and the brain damage is going to come with it. But when you're outside of practice doing the best thing you best you can at eating clean foods that don't inflame you, having good night's rest where you're sleeping good, just taking care of your overall health is probably going to be good for that. I mean, help as much as you can. And the winning headgear. The winning headgear, really, it's really nice. It's really nice, especially when you're sparring 16-ounce gloves and winning headgear. The impact isn't near as hard. Louis, Luis, how does he feel about the grid leaving? It's clear to me. Uh, Luis, Luis, I'll answer that question on Patreon alone. I don't really want to do that on here. Oh, he said you raised a good man. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Well, I mean, it's not that bad. <laughs> uh, okay, so it says, as an XJW myself, how do you honestly feel about Big Red leaving? I didn't really leave. It's clear to Timbo has kept values from being a JW and is very well-rounded as a person. Yeah. To me, being your religion makes you stronger as a man or woman when when you leave. What are your thoughts, Mama Redhawk? Nothing but respect with these questions. And by the way, you raised a great man. Thank you. And yeah, if if anyone has any questions, they can go to JW Orc. Org. JW Orc. No, no. Is it O R G? Yeah. 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 Org, and and there's Orc. frequently asked questions in there. So mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Why did you guys end up in Canada? Uh, I I married again after my divorce from his dad, and a Canadian. Oh, yeah. You pick up the accent over there. Oh yeah, they kind did a little bit. Michaela <laughs> did, really did. Mom did too. You know why they say hey? hey. They say hey after everything. Yeah. They want to keep the conversation going. Hey. Hey. They That's say, true, huh? Say hey. <laughs> huh? Yeah, huh? Yeah, huh? <laughs> is the American, yeah. right? Keep the combo going, hey. And it's, yeah, hey or a. Yeah. Okay. Tim's mom, tell us about the circus and carnival days. Circus. <laughs> circus and carnivals are different, buddy. Yeah, they are. I was not a trapeze artist. Just a carny. <laughs> this is an interesting one. You can pass on it if not. Tim's mom, if you could trade Tim's success now to make him a leader among the Jehovah's Witness community, would you do it? Yeah, Obviously, pass. yes. That would be uh, yes. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Hey, Tim, I'm boxing on the amateurs and I want to, to transition to MMA within due time. I've been doing jujitsu twice a week and still doing my boxing three times a week. Any advice or tips for the transitions? Like I said, try to get into some MMA sparring. You're going to need some wrestling too, because if you're doing jujitsu, that's good, but you need to figure out how to get it on the mat and you need to figure out how to get up properly. Um, question from Mama Red Hawk. Every religion has their pros and cons. What would you say major pros and cons are in JW? I'm a believe I'm a non-believer, but I'm thankful for the JW because I claim to be JW in the military, so I won't get the COVID shot. Uh, you wouldn't say there's any cons, would you? Cons to being a JW? No, zero. Hey Tim, I'm boxing amateur, but okay. Nice to meet you, Missoula, Tim. Um. 
Nice to meet you, Mrs. Tim's mom. It feels like you work very hard. What kind of mantras do you use to help yourself not get lazy through a busy work week? I'm lazy. You just let it take you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to change that, though. I'm going yeah, you swimming are, on Mondays. Because you're not that old, and you like to no. act old. Yeah, but you saw me playing pickleball. I did. Like, I was in there. Like, give me some fun. Give me some nice weather. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I'm going to go swimming on Mondays now. I've got a beautiful park I can walk around once a day. But, yeah, the, the temperatures in Canada, they are a little hindering that way. Mm-hmm. It's true. Well, you it's, broke it's your hip. Yeah, that was five years ago. I'm fine now. You got a whole so, new hip. Yeah. I got a whole new hip, and you hip. didn't even go under. Nope. You didn't Just go under. Didn't, you stood, stood, yeah. stay awake. And you, you yeah. How big your hip? How big's a hip? The hip replacements, it's a round ceramic ball and a metal that goes down the leg. And they you stayed awake, and they're hacking away. Yeah. Dink, 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 dink. Yeah. And you're sitting there thinking, this yeah. is nothing. This is awesome. Yeah, I just got watching Grey's Anatomy. I watched that for a while. I'm like, this is really cool, actually. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Mama Redhawk, were you a part of any religion before the Jehovah's Witness? No. That was the first? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Drew, Mama Redhawk, do you feel like you succeeded as a mother in raising Tim? For Tim, I'm new. For Tim, I'm new to BJJ and already broke my thumb and injured both LCLs. Do I need to take a couple weeks break and see how I feel? I like the mental clarity I get from BJJ, so that's what keeps me going daily. That's what sucks about jiu-jitsu. It's part of the sport. You're going to get injured. You're going to have some – you're going to get injured. But it's important when you're injured if you want to – it depends what your goals are too. If you want to get good, you still can go watch practice. You can study jiu-jitsu on YouTube. You can do all sorts of things to strengthen your mentality and just study the sport Watch different world champions. Watch how they pass the guard. Watch how they maintain the guard. Watch how, like, there's just so much jujitsu content to watch. And I have students right now that are hurt, and it's just part of the sport. You think it's the end of the world, and all you want to do is train, but it's like you got to learn to deal with injuries strong. You can't every time you get injured, I'm going to eat like crap. I'm going to do a bunch of drugs, and I'm just going to feel sorry for myself. It's like... (laughs) Just don't do that. Don't be a puss like that. Matthias Beck Beckford, got any tips f- for keeping your ghee extra fresh? Yeah, just put that puppy in the washing machine. Put some uh, soap in there. Wash her up and hang her up. And she'll be fresh as ever. <laughs> UFC this weekend, they got uh, we got Brendan Allen and Paul Craig. Should be an interesting main event. I'm excited for the Chase Hooper, Jordan Levitt. Both are good at jiu-jitsu. We got to roll Chase Hooper. Chase Hooper's jiu-jitsu is actually really good. He's got one of those styles that just is going to keep going, keep going, keep going. He's not very strong, not very explosive, but he's got good technical jiu-jitsu, and he's going to keep moving. And strong, explosive people can shut his stuff down. They use a lot of their strength and explosive, but then later in the match, if you're not careful, he'll catch you in a submission and take you out. On the prelims, anything that sticks out, Jonathan Pierce, our boy Jonathan Pierce, I think he's on a four-fight win streak, JP. He's fighting Joe Anderson Brito at 15-3. and three. That should be a good little battle there. If Jonathan Pierce wins that, he'll probably bust into the top 10, which is good. Then after that, we got Dariush Sarsukian. 
Man, that's a tough fight for Darius. That and that's a. I'm excited to watch that fight. I watched some of Armin's content and how he trains, and that dude is a stud. He's training the right way. He's an athlete. He's hungry. Benil, I mean, it's such a beast too. So well rounded. I can see Sarsukian taking that one. Dan Hooker, Bobby Green. That's a good battle there. Colmain. I wish that one was five rounds. That's an interesting fight. I don't know really who to take there. And then Rob Font, Davison Figueredo's bumping up to bantamweight. That should be an excellent battle, Davison Figueredo. He's not going to be small for 135. He's going to be pretty normal size. But I think Rob Font's boxing so sharp. And Davison Figueredo's a little bit reckless. I think Rob Font might piece him up. I'm on that same card. Same card as Sean Brady, Kelvin Gastelum. And this is just a fight night. This is going to be a sweet, sweet card here. Sean Brady get Kelvin Gastelum. That's a good fight. Welterweight, Kelvin, monster. Sean Brady is a freaking monster too. Then we got Pinello Sorino, hard-hitting middleweight. Cleo Roundtree's on that card. Clay Guida on the prelims. Damn, he's still at it. Clay Guida, 38-20 and 20 is his record. That's crazy. We got Misha Tate on that card also. And then uh, that's about it. That's about it. So today I'm going to go help. Right after this, I'm going to go help some of my uh, MMA competitors here. For us. I do a little noon private for them. A little striking action. I'll probably go eat lunch with my mom and sister. And then get ready for tonight's classes. All while trying to enjoy my day with this back pain. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Okay. Hit that like and subscribe button. On the road to 100K. The YouTube is my last goal I need to hit. For all my social media stuff, if I can get to 100K on YouTube, I accomplished all my social media goals for 2023. So I'm pumped about it. Uh, comment what you guys think below. And uh, follow me on Snapchat. And also, we have the Patreon. The Patreon's awesome. I do um, a video every week on there just for the Patreons. And then there's discount codes. There's merch available just for the Patreons only on there. And years and years of content. So join the group if you like to support. If not, no problem. And we'll see you guys next week. Love you. Bye-bye.